wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. And currently, we are on our way flying to our favorite destination in the galaxy. That's right. We're on our way to Gen Con. Paul, how you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good. How are you? I, oh, I'm great. I'm we're we're cruising along at a nice, brisk six hundred and seventy million six hundred sixteen thousand five hundred forty one point eighty three miles per hour, and I'm um, gonna make sure we stay under the speed limit. Just because I don't want to get I don't want to get pulled over by hyperspace police. I hate so, the hyperspace police, man. Yeah, they they always get you. They're just hiding around the corner, you know. <laughs> In hyperspace, you can never too. see them. Yep, you can never where, see them. Where it's just a straight tunnel. It's like, man, <laughs> how did you come out of the corner? I didn't even know there were corners here. But yeah, Gen Con is going to be coming up, and we are very excited to go. Uh, currently, we are running a little side hustle, which is what we're going to tell you about today. Um, we have intel on. Every faction's new battle plans in the form of battle forces. So we're probably going to go through all of those and leak those documents online to all of you before we go and turn around and sell them all and make a four times profit by selling intel to everybody. Because we don't play sides. Oh, yeah. And we can make all the money. And we can make all the money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So quick note about Gen Con before we dive into battle forces, which is going to be our main topic today. While Paul and I will both be there... We are also going to have something for you, the listener. That's right, you, uh, if you meet us there, if you see us there while you're there. We are going to have the Wave 2 of the Alt-Art Dice Time cards, because Wave 1 was such a smashing success. We knew we wanted to do more. So Wave 2 is going to be the reworked bounty hunters from this new Shadow Collective wave. So Bobo, Bosk, and Cat are all back with brand new cards. Uh, brand new art, except for one of them, and brand new keywords and reskins and everything. So everything's going to look great. Paul, you've already seen the cards. What do you think? I like them. I, I like the some of the little changes on them and some of the drastic changes on others. The cards themselves are completely reworked. They have all the new stuff on them, all the new keywords, all the new stats on them. And they are all ready to go, except that they're in the mail right now. Like, I'm going to an event tomorrow in Indianapolis, and I'm sad, and I'm like so sad that I won't have them to hand out. But, you know, I'll have them by Gen Con for sure. So if you're going to be there, we'll have those to give to you. A fun little note about them is that they all have uh, these black borders on them. And when I first printed them out, or when I, they first got printed, um, I didn't know that those borders were going to be there. So the front of the Rex card and the back of the Iden card had white borders on them. And that was purely just for me uh, while I was editing for it uh, and for the printing company and everything so that I could clearly tell what the borders were. And I didn't know that those borders were going to get printed. So the front of the Rex card and the back of the Iden card have white borders. And I was like, I like the look of it, but it doesn't match everything else now. So from here on in, now that I know those are printed... Everything will have a black border, and special edition cards, or anything that we want to call special edition, will have a white border. So in this wave, Bosk and Cad are both black border, but Boba Fett is going to be white border, because Bob, 
original co-host of uh, Dice Time did all the art for these cards. And when he did Boba Fett, he was like, what if we do Funko Pop Boba Fett? And I thought that was a fun idea. Yeah, I, I like the I like the art for the for the boba especially. Looks, it's good. So, he looks so cute, and it's gonna be even better now, right? Because now he looks so cute, but now he's a little more menacing than he was before. Oh, true. Yes, the dynamic. He'll be he'll be more cute on the card, but then he'll also be much scarier on the field. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So yep. See us at Gen Con when if you uh if you get the chance. I'll be playing Legion on Thursday, so that'll definitely be happening. Um. And if you just see us anytime during the weekend, or just message me, or message the Dice Time page, or message Paul. Paul will love to take your message, but I'll love to take it more. And yeah, just let one of us know where you're at, and we'll hook you up. So, um, yep, that was our quick little Gen Con plug before we get to Battle Forces. So, so Battle Forces, Paul, they've been announced. They're a real thing that exists in our community now. Legion is now totally different. Well, I don't know about totally different, but it's different now. Battle Forces are these new list archetypes that you can run within your faction with almost no changes to, like, your collection or anything. But you can now run these different list archetypes that have pros and cons to them. So the Rebels, the Empire, the Droids, the Clones all have one, exactly one Battle Force each now that you can run. The cons are going to be that you are running restricted units. So say if we look at uh, the 501st for the clones, for example, uh, they have it restricted to a specific list of units that you can take. You can't, for example, take Obi-Wan or Yoda because thematically they're not part of the 501st. So you can only take Anakin and Rex and I think the generic clone captain as well. But you can't take uh, like Obi-Wan or Yoda, for example. Yeah, I, I really like how um, they're doing battle forces in general. There are other games that do that, that have, like, uh, incentivized thematic lists, but um, mm-hmm. also then either, like, limits you in certain ways to different units that you can take for that list to, again, make it more thematic. Um, but then again, you're getting those those kind of, like, buffs in some areas that you can't get anywhere else. And I really like that when you talk about like the depth and like longevity of a game. Um, and I think that just having these battle forces, we're just seeing the beginning of it right now because we can even think about how many different forces, for instance, since we were just talking about clones, like, right, you know, you can have the 501st and, you know, every Jedi could have their own, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, uh, force there that's linked to there. You, you know, you could have, we have Wookiees, like we could easily have one, um, based on Wookiees. We can have one, uh, based on Ewoks and Endor and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, so yeah. it's just gonna, it's just gonna open doors for a lot of different things moving forward. And if you don't want to play with them, like, you know, there's still that. You can make a list where you have access to everything in the faction and kind of make your own, fluff as it were um or you can go you know very thematic and you know those people who have their you know painted 501st clones and anakin you know out there running around wreaking havoc now actually get a a buff essentially for taking that specific unit so or that specific specific army yeah those buffs 
I should say, because the con- to contrast the unit restriction, the buffs of those are going to be in the form of different list building regulations, which are pretty much a straight benefit and half the reason why you would do a battle force in the first place. So normally things like a standard list would have zero to two or one to two commanders, you know, zero to two operatives, uh, maybe a maximum of six core and then like a maximum of two heavies or something like that. But your battle force is going to have a different building list of of rank restrictions, I should say. For example, the rebels have their battle force. Their list is now, or like where their unit restriction before might have been zero to two commanders and zero, or one to two commanders and zero to two operatives. Now is a total of four commanders or operatives, one of which must must be a commander. But that allows you to run, say, three commanders in a list, which before that wouldn't have been allowed in any list. But if you're running this and you take the unit restriction and you do this, now you could run three commanders. You could run uh, Luke, Leia, and Han. You can run all three of them finally, which is something that people have been wanting to do literally since year one. So, uh, you know, that's that's one reason. Another pro to these battle forces is that there are sp- three specific command cards that come with your battle force. So if you're playing the Blizzard Force, the Empire's new battle force, and you and your list meets all these restrictions, um, the restrictions and the changes, I should say, if it meets that, you get access to these three command cards that are specific for that battle force. So three Blizzard Force command cards that you can add to your command hand. Uh, and that's the same across all factions. So if you meet the if you meet the restrictions and you meet the template for the battle force, you get new command cards. And I think that's a really good incentive, like you were saying, Paul, to kind of bring longevity into the game and breathe some new life into it. Because now you're not they're not coming out with new units. They're just coming out with new ways to use old units. And I am always 150 percent going to be on board with any way that they breathe new life into old stuff. When Luke and Vader, when they got their operative profiles, I was like, I want to see so much more of this. Because, yes, they did make new models for those and everything, but, like, taking a character that already exists and giving them a new profile and three new command cards, love it. And now they're just doing this on an army-wide scale, where it's like, we're not coming out with new models, but we're coming out with new ways to use what you already have. And I'm blown away at the number of people and the number of, uh, and the positive response that's come out of Battle Forces Everyone's been on board. Everyone's excited. Everyone wants to try it. This isn't like a scenario thing where some people are like, oh, I'll maybe try it. And some people are like, nah, it's not for me. I feel like just about everyone who plays this game is excited to try the Battle Forces now. And is, I mean, maybe with a few excep- exceptions, everyone's pretty much pumped that this is coming to the game. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've seen a lot of positive response to the Battle Forces, and I think it's something that, um, like I said, there's so much room to add more. I think the more that they come out with these, the, uh-huh. you know, the better it's going to be for the game. And, uh, the only thing I can say negative about them is just because I'm a little bitter about it that these Battle Force boxes are so, so sweet for the price point, and I wish they were around when I was starting <laughs> the game. Yeah, uh, so new players, entry for new players, like, this is a perfect time to be getting in. I totally agree. This is, yeah, like a great 
a launch pad for new players. Um, I will probably be suggesting this to everyone who's a new player now. I'd be like, if you're one, if you're dedicated to one faction, I should say, definitely, uh, you could pick up that in the essentials kit and be good to go. You know, cause these, I think, have enough for skirmish, don't they? Yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think every box would have plenty for skirmish. Yeah. Um, just looking at them again, yeah, yeah, it looks like all of them have plenty to do that. And I mean, I guess the other thing too is like you could always do, you know, the box split, uh, of a, of a core set still. If you had somebody who was interested in doing that, doing that, yeah. and then supplementing with, uh, you know, a battle force box, you'd have, tons of stuff to get you started and probably more than enough to do an 800 point list with everybody. So yeah. be really, really quite solid. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing battle forces in play. In fact, they're going to be legal for the event. I'm going to literally tomorrow and I'm still on the fence if I should continue, but with bringing ladies night, like I planned, or if I should just like throw Falcon crew to get, well, I can't throw the Falcon crew list that I have together. Cause I need another Tauntaun, because I specifically didn't buy those, because they were so meta when they first came out. But oh well. I also don't have enough vets. I'm probably just going to literally buy that box when it comes out, because it's like, I want more vets and more Tauns, and I might as well just get another Leia and Chewie, and then get the command cards while while I'm at it. So when that comes out, I'm probably just going to get that one for sure. Oh, for uh, sure. The other ones, maybe not. Maybe the droid one. We'll see. But yeah, so... um We'll go ahead and quickly just uh, go through these. Paul, what faction would you like to start with? That's where I want to start. It's wherever you want to start. I, it's going to be hard to pick, but I think I'm just going to go straight down the the little list that I have here. So let's let's actually let's start with the Separatists. Let's okay. go with them first. All right. So we'll go ahead and we'll start with the Seppies. So all of our droid friends are getting a new battle force called the Separatist Invasion Force. And they are going to have the sweet restriction, list restrictions of not being able to take Field Commander, which is probably my least favorite thing <laughs> that's in this battle force, is that you cannot take Field Commander. And then uh, as far as allowed units, uh, Count Dooku, General Grievous, and the T-Series TAC droid are your commanders. Operative Maul, Special Forces Magna Guard, Core B1 only, so no B2s, Support, Droidicas and Staps, Heavy, the AAT, so no Snail, and the only unique upgrade allowed is Grievous's Gun. So when I say unique upgrades allowed, I mean upgrades that have the dot next to their name. That means that it's unique. So like... For example, like Wedge Antilles in the Rebels, he has a dot next to him. That means you can only take one of Wedge Antilles. He's not Jango Fett. There are no clones of him. So you cannot take two in your list. Yeah, so, so like Separatists, you can't take Lockturd, right, on the, correct. Uh, on the tank. Yeah, so that's basically what that means in, in the context of Separatists, at least for this example. That means that any unique upgrade that would be allowed on any of these guys normally may not be allowed if it's not on this list. So for the AAT, Lockdurd has that dot next to his name, making him a unique upgrade, but because he's not on this list of allowed units for the Separatist Invasion Force, he's not going to be... He he wouldn't be allowed. Uh, rank restrictions, Commander uh, must include one. Operative may include up to one. Special Forces may include one to two. 
uh, core, you can include between four and eight. So that's the big sell on this one is that the normal restriction is uh, three to six, but now this one is four to eight. So this is if you want the B1 horde, then this might be the the list the battle force for you. Uh, support is the same up to three, and the heavy is a minimum one, maximum two. So you must take an AAT, because right now that's the only heavy you can take in this because of allowed units at this time, unless they change it later. Right now, your list has to have an AAT in it. Um, so that's the rank requirements for the normal 800 points. Uh, Skirmish has its own rank requirements, which is one commander, up to one operative, up to one special forces, two to six core, so normally the skirmish require or max is four, but this one bumps it to six. Uh, support is up to two, and heavy is one. Exactly one. No more, no less. The Separatist Invasion is pretty cool. Um, it's got its three command cards that, alright, I'll quickly, I'll quickly run through the command cards and then we'll, and then we'll talk less. Um, one pip, AI coordination, one heavier support. Each friendly unit that is issued an order from this card gains one standby token. Very awesome. Uh, two pip, unrelenting assault, two core units. After a friendly core unit performs a range attack, if it's spent one or more aim tokens, another friendly unit range one to two may gain one aim token. So that's like the coordinated fire card from the Empire, but now for droids, which is a scary thought. And then three, three pip, unstoppable advance, three core units. Each trooper, each friendly trooper unit that is issued an order using this card may perform a speed one move. So it's kind of like a one, it's kind of like three orders, uh, Leia's card, uh, No Time for Sorrows. It's kind of like that for three core units. So, uh, that's the command cards that you get as bonus as well with the rank requirements in Separatist Invasion. So, the, the two pip, the Unrelenting Assault, where you get all your core units when they perform that range attack, you know, they, if they spend at least in one aim token, they can pass an aim token to any uh-huh. unit at range one or two. I think that's like the one, like that that's, one that's is one. very powerful. The other two, I think depends more on what you're bringing in your list and what you want to do with it. They could be useful or they could be ones that you replace with other stronger cards. But I think that two pip is going to be a staple in a lot of these. And I honestly think that the separatist invasion force is just that. I mean, you, you think about, you know, grievous or the droid commanders, like, and just the tons of battle droids that they have around them as they march forward and, you know, take over places, that is this force. They have a tank support, and they have just tons and tons of droids. Like, this is going to be the kind of, like, you were talking about, like, the the horde of B-1 battle droids. You can't do the elites, right? So you're going basic B-1 battle droids, and I am not going to be surprised to see list that just run eight core units of battle droids and you just have so many bodies to chew through and 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 the question is can you chew through enough of them to win the objectives um and i think that's going to be that's going to be a tough thing because um one thing that you know limits force users is the max damage potential that's something b1s have always had on them is they can't cut through a full unit of b1s by themselves in one attack. Yep. So, uh, and when you have eight even on a, groups even on of B1s. Even yep. on a maximum 
it maximum attack. Can't get through all of them. The only one that could do it right would be Maul. Like a Maul on the other end, and he'd have to roll perfectly. Or maybe, <laughs> that's just... Gri- maybe Grievous. Oh yeah, Massive. Grievous, Grievous, yep. But like, again, it, the odds are still not there, right? It's yep. just not likely for them to wipe a squad, and it's definitely not gonna happen eight times. Like, they don't even have that many turns to attack eight times. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting army with just all those bodies to chew through. Um, It'll be interesting to see what people come up with. It, like you said, there is that tax. You have to include a commander. You have to include a heavy. So for droids, that's, I mean, you're looking at at least, what, the probably 300 points when you're looking at upgrades and at stuff. Least. If if you're taking just the, the T-series, right? If you're taking the T-series, it's probably like 250 tax. If you're, if you're taking Grievous or Dooku... It's like 300. Uh, I would... I would probably even push that to 400 because you have to take the tank and one of them, right? Like, so. Yeah, but even Grievous upgraded is like 170, 180. Right, but the tank tank is also that too. Like, so. It's like 200, so it's. Oh, yeah, no, you're probably right. It is. I'm I'm, I'm bad at math. Uh, Yeah, it's like 300. Yeah, it's like 400. Yeah. Yeah, so like. That is half your list, and the other half is probably just going to be tons of droids, right? Like, I mean, I, I still think we're going to see people who are running, like, the, you know, the three staff units in there. But, again, you have to have a minimum of four core units. Yep. So that's going to be interesting, too. Um, I will be interested to see if anyone tries to fit Maul in in there. True. I, I just see that's just a huge point sink if you're taking... Maybe with a T-Series, you take a T-Series and Maul and the tank. Like, that's still just a lot of points, right? Well, let me get into some specifics with yeah. you. We can, talk, we can talk some shop, because I went ahead and took the liberty to make one 800 and one 500-point list for all the new Battle Forces. So for those of you that absolutely hate list discussion, just end the episode now. Just kill it. Be done with it. Go home. Hope for, hope next month's episode is better <laughs> and just leave. But, uh, no, for all the battle forces, I went ahead and made like an example list. If you're overwhelmed by the ideas of what you could do and you just want to, sh- and you just want to take something and be like, you know what? Let me try that. These are just some fun ideas that I threw together or me or Josh or, uh, or Paul. I think Paul has one that he's going to share as well that he was excited about. Um, that we'll put together and we'll, and we'll just give you. So get your pen and paper or pause the episode or get your list builder up and, and, and walk through this with us. So I, as my 800 point list for, for separatist invasion, I made, and something you said made me, made me realize what I actually want to call this list. Cause it had no fun nickname yet. Uh, so this list is going to be called bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, it is general grievous. With aggressive tactics, tenacity, and his DT-57 Annihilator. Seven units of B1s, all with the E5C. And one naked B1 unit. Uh, AAT battle tank with the T-Series tac droid, bunker buster shells, and armor piercing shells. Comes out to exactly 800 points. So it's got a decked out Grievous with, you know, aggressive tactic. It's got seven B1s that all have E5C, which is arguably the best heavy. And then a naked B1 unit in a, in a decked out tank. So, I mean, it's not like nothing is bad. 
except for the one naked B1 unit. But like at that point, you know, you're just take you're just taking this to run eight units of B1s. You could play around. I don't know that any of the heavies are cheaper than the E5C, and this is already pushing it to 800 points. So if you wanted to upgrade one of those heavies, you probably have to bump another one of those units down to a naked. Uh, but that's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world that you are just taking this for the amount of bodies. So, uh, but that's a, that's a, that's a fun list you could try if you wanted to try General Grievous and literally eight B1s. Now for Skirmish, I find this really restricting. I was really on board with the Separatist Invasion until I found out that the tank is necessary, that the AAT is required. So I don't actually have a list that makes the, that, that takes full advantage of the AAT and the six B1s because it's just not good. Unless you just took no heavies, which is not good, in my opinion. To just have six B1s completely naked doesn't really seem worth it to me, even in skirmish. I feel like, I feel like you need at least some heavies in there. So, this one that I have for the Separatist Invasion is seven activations. Uh, it is the T-Series Tactroid with aggressive tactics, two B1s with E5Cs, two B1s with extra bodies, one B1 naked by itself, and then the AAT with Bunker Buster and Armor Piercing Shells again. I really, Paul, I really wish they would just allow you to have the Field Commander AAT, at least. If nothing else, give me the T-Series pilot for the AAT. At least let me have that as a Field Commander for Skirmish, because in Skirmish, I honestly don't know how well this list would work. Maybe it's good. You know, you got the AAT, you've got six other units to play with, Maybe it's good. I don't know. What what do you think? Yeah, seven activations is is nothing to you know be too worried about in in skirmish. That's a lot of activations for skirmish list. But uh, I agree with you. Like if you if you're doing anything but taking that T series, right? You are looking at you know having nothing. four activations. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it so, goes significantly down. Yeah, and can you just do enough with that when two of your activations are B1s? Like you said, I think I think the 500 list is much more restrictive. The requirements at the 800 list, having that commander and the heavy isn't as bad, because again, even decked out, you're, you're looking at half of your army, so you still have plenty of room to play with other stuff. But um, yeah, that really does limit it, and I, I agree with you. I wish they would allow you to take the field commander, but I also, I, I mean, I I get how that could be uh, a negative thing too, because part of the tax with this force, right, is using up a lot of your points on a commander and a heavy. Because if not, you just have eight core units or six core units in skirmish, just yeah. full of extra bodies and heavies, and it's you're just, just playing. You're playing the horde army, right? You're playing. Yeah. Like, can you get through all of my health? It's in just the, the way that. It's just the way that commanders and heavies are taxed in the Separatists that make it, like, less appealing in Skirmish. Like, in 800, you have more points to play with, but you don't really have it in 500. My Caleb, who we had on the show recently, his Separatist Skirmish, he only plays Skirmish, his Separatist list that he runs is arguably better because it's more decked out, and it's still seven activations. So he has the T-Series with aggressive tactics and electro-binoculars, Three units of B1s with E5C and the extra body. One B1 with the rocket, extra body, and HQ uplink. And then two droidicas with link targeting array. And honestly, that sounds better to me than the one that I mentioned earlier. And that's like what he runs. 
it's like 482. I think we've upgraded all his bodies to o, to OOMs so that it comes closer to 500. But that's like, that honestly just kind of feels better. And I've played against it. It kind of feels better than it would the Separatist one that I mentioned earlier. The other yeah. Separatist Invasion one. Yeah, I'm not sure that this is one that we're going to see in Skirmish very much, other than if someone's just running it. Like, I don't think they're going to run it to be very competitive in a Skirmish list. Yeah. Well, uh, any other notes before we move on to our next section? I think, I mean, bodies, bodies, bodies. Get those, <laughs> get those B1s out, man, and I... I haven't even put together all of my B1s, and now you're telling me I have to buy two more boxes of B1s? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not looking forward to that if I ever want to play that list. I, I'll probably borrow two if I ever have to run that <laughs> list. I don't know that I'm going to buy two more. But I know I know some people who are going to be really excited about that, who just play nothing but droids, right? And uh, uh, they love, love the and they, yeah, they love the B1s, right? Like, it's one of their favorite things to run. So, like, I, I'm glad that they have it. It's, um, I, I, I hope we see, like, Grievous more, because I feel like I've seen a lot of Dooku Mall kind of stuff lately. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that maybe this brings Grievous back a little bit, because I, I really like Grievous as a, as a droid commander. So, I'm yeah. excited to see what people come up with. And I know Josh was excited to, uh, he's always wanted to get droids and he's always wanted to make like the Naboo episode one, like invasion force. And yes. I think this is it. I think this is what you do it with. You know, you take like, you can take the tack cause Dooku or Grievous weren't there, but then like you can run staps, you can run AATs and you can run hordes of B1. So, and then Maul. Yep, and yeah, and then you have that Naboo. Like you have a completely themed army based around the movies, or you could even you could leave them all out, right, and just have that as the yeah. like uh, the Gungan, uh, the Opposite. the separatists, yeah, that are fighting the Gungans there. Like, yeah, yeah, that's Very yeah, that's good. what he's. I like it. For. Yeah. yeah, I like it. All right, well, what's next on your faction list, there, Paul? After we uh, take out all the droids, where are we now? Uh, I think that we need to, to switch over then and talk about the five zero first. All right. So the Republic has gained the 501st as their battle force for this awesome update. So we'll run through real quick with them. Their special rules are during army building. They can include one arc trooper strike team for each non-strike arc unit in their army. Spending points as normal. So allowed units, Anakin Skywalker, clone captain Rex and clone commander are your only commanders. No operatives. Which is sad. I would think R2-D2 should be a part of this. He's C-3PO. They're Anakin's droids, too. But fine. Whatever. Um, Core, Phase 2 clones only. So no Phase 1 clones. Special Forces, ARC Troopers. This says no strike teams, but keep in mind the special rule I said earlier. During army building, you can include one ARC strike team for each non-strike team unit you have. The ATRT and the Bark Speeder are the only supports. The only heavy is the LAATLE, and the only unique upgrades allowed are Fives and Echo. Uh, rank requirements, commanders slash operative. Each army must include one to two commanders and operative units. At least one unit must be a commander. So that's one to two. One of them must be a commander. As there's no operatives allowed at this time, uh, that obviously means that that'll probably change. So, yeah, I'm I, uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cough, cough. 
Um, so core, each army must include one to four core units. So normally that would be three to six, but now that's only one to four. Uh, special forces, each army must include one to four special forces. So you must have one arc trooper, but you can have up to four. So that's cool. Uh, support, each army must include one to two support units. So you must have one support, at least. And then each army for heavies must inc- uh, may include up to one heavy unit. So maximum one. So that's the normal restric- rank requirements for lists. Uh, skirmish is commander operative. Each army must include one commander and up to one operative. Uh, core must include one to four core, same as before. Special forces, one to four special forces. Support, uh, up to, may include up to one to two support units. So I think that is a typo because I think it means must include one up to two. Because why would they say may include up to one to two? <laughs> that seems wrong. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think, think that's it's probably minimum. the same as the 800, right? And right. that it's one for sure. Must include one to two support units, I think. Yeah, must include, I think that's what they meant to say. Um, and the heavy, each army may include up to one heavy unit. So, same as before as well. So, as far as rank uh, requirements go, they're pretty much very similar between 800 and 500 um, their command cards, uh, one pip, lead from the front, one commander unit. When building a command hand, treat this card as though it had two pips. After a friendly commander is issued an order by this card, choose three other friendly units within range one of that commander unit. Each chosen unit gains one aim or one dodge token. So very cool there. Uh, two pip, tactical planning, two support or special forces units. After a friendly su- uh, support or special unit, uh, sorry. After a friendly support or special forces unit performs an attack against a unit that has a face up order token, shuffle that token back to its order pool. So it's like pins down for the Empire, but for clones. And then three pip, leaders of the 501st, three special forces or core units. Permanent. Friendly units at range one to two of a friendly Anakin Skywalker and or a friendly clone Captain Rex gain indomitable. So that is the 501st building restrictions and awesome combo or uh, awesome lists and or not lists uh command cards is what i'm trying to say paul what were your first reactions to this were you were you super excited did is it going to breathe new life into clones i i think this is very interesting the restrictions that are on here i think these cards the the command cards are quite good i agree um, I, I think they are better than the Separatist ones overall. Um, I, I super agree. <laughs> I real. I mean, just even if you're doing nothing else but giving Anakin another one pip command card for himself, it seems very strong, right? Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you can take lead from the front, Anakin's one pip, and generic one pip, and he could have three turns of one pips. Um, that seems very strong for for. Anakin to have for sure. Um, I, at first, you know, you look at, it, you're like, oh man, I can only take phase twos, but then you look at it again and you're like, but I only have to take one of them and That's then I'm true. done. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you're actually saving points over even like even 800 point lists, right? Normally you have to take three core units. Now you don't have to, you just take one and you're done. 
you can go to something different. Um, and honestly, I really like, you know, having that one to four special forces units instead of those extra two core units that you'd have to take, put, put two, uh, two full arc trooper squads instead and then two strike team, uh, arc troopers in there. And then you got four of your special forces and now you're, you're running like all elite clones essentially, which Very is what which is what you want for the 501st, right? You want them to feel like they're really doing a lot of work. Um, and I think that that's exactly what you're getting out of this 501st list, is you're getting the more elite clone troopers, and then you can pair, you know, Rex, Anakin, or the pair of them with that, maybe in the future Ahsoka, um, and do some crazy <laughs> stuff with that. You know, it's it's going to be really good. Now you you don't have access to the tank, so, like, your big True. heavy firepower is gone, right? But you still, and you don't have access to three supports that I like to run, right? Like, I like <laughs> to run those triple barks or, you know, triple RTs or something like that. So the you five don't of have, is not for Paul. You, you don't, <laughs> maybe not, but you don't have access to three of those, but you still have, you still have access to two. Um, but you might not even want them. Uh, in your list, right? You might not want a ton of supports in your list with being able to run a lot of the elite, uh, you know, troopers and the, the arc troopers and you can still run fives and echo in there. Um, so like there's just a lot of, a lot of elite options that you would expect from the 501st, right? They are a very strong clone force and this is just showing that. The thing that I do like about it is that these command cards, uh, at least, you know, two of the three of them are very focused around the leaders of the 501st, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense, right? Like Anakin and Rex are staples of the 501st and uh, like the 501st fight harder around them. And these cards really you know, lean into that theme with that. And I'm really excited about that piece of it. Now, I is this, are the list restrictions going to make this more competitive clones or less competitive clones? Uh, I don't know yet, but I I like where they're going with the theme. I like how they, they leaned into certain things with the command cards and the commanders and all of that. Um, I, I'm also excited to see what they do in the future because Anakin's already pretty popular, I feel like. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see them give some love to the other commanders. I can't wait to see what, you know, Obi-Wan gets, you know, in his, in his force. Um, so yeah. Cody. Yeah, Cody would be, Cody and, and Obi-Wan would be really, really fun force. But again, like, the, the theme of these is just really good. I like, I like that the 501st makes you take all of these elite clone troopers because that's what you get with the 501st is all of the really gritty, tough clones that just fight to the last no matter what. And, and you're seeing that in the command cards, you know, giving them indomitable. They're all like all of your troops are going to have courage too, right? Because you have uh, phase twos in your core, Mm -hmm. courage too. All of your arc troopers. Courage too. Like, so you are going to not lose actions, which I feel like is one of the big weaknesses that clones have. Um, and this really makes it so those troopers are really going to be going strong. And the, red, the, 
red indomitable dice. Yeah, that's gonna be so good. And I like how they I like how they went with the permanent too, with Anakin, you know, in there. Um, you know, how his cards are all that permanent. I like how they added a permanent card here mm-hmm. um that Rex or Anakin could use. I do I like that as well, is that you really could those those people who like Bob, right? Who just absolutely love Rex, like Rex is the dude. You can you can do that. It can just be Rex. Yeah. You don't have to have Anakin in there. And these these cards are all three of them are still going to be really good if you have Anakin or you have Rex. This is true. I think uh, I'm. I think I'll run down what I what I have here. So I I had um uh I had Josh help me with the Republic ones because he's been uh theorizing a lot of Republic lately, a lot more than I have, at least with Anakin. Um, so I had him kind of make this list and, uh, throw it together for me. And then I made a couple modifications, but we actually didn't really take advantage of the arc troopers, which is probably what I'm going to do when I make a, when I make a 501st list for real. But, uh, I was just like, Hey, if you were making a 501st Anakin list, like what would you make? So this is what he put together. It's seven activations, which sounds gross for 800 points at first, but, uh, just hear it out. It's it's seven very elite acts. So it's Anakin with Saber Throw, Force Reflexes, Tenacity, and Endurance. It is one Phase 2 with fives. Two Phase 2s with Z6s and Phase 2 clones. Uh, a full arc with Echo and Jetpacks. An ATRT with Laser Cannon. And then a Lat with the Shock Trooper Pilot and Armor Piercing Shells. So that's obviously a lot of stuff that some people probably wouldn't run or that some people would probably shift around to do different differently, but that's how he wanted to run it. And honestly, I don't hate it. Um, I would probably, yeah, play around with the ratio of phase twos to arcs, especially if you're able to take all those arcs in there. Me personally, I'm probably dropping the lat entirely and just making that another arc unit and maybe dropping a phase two or something and making that another arc unit and just kind of, filling that up because I love full arcs. People don't see the value in it because it doesn't work. It, they don't, they don't really make them work competitively for what normal list restrictions have been. So when this first came out, people were like, Oh, they're just wanting to push you for full arcs, but full arcs suck. But like, think about it in the context of full arcs might suck when you have every unit at your disposal. And when you have other choices you can make, and you have to abide by this uh three to six core zero to three special forces restriction. But look at this where you can run up to four of them and you only have to run two core. Or one core. You only have to run one core. I think that honestly brings them to a new understanding and a new competitive standpoint. And that's kind of something that I'm really impressed with these battle forces is like they can really breathe a lot of life into an, into an old unit in the way that it steps up the game of, or in the way that it changes the game rather of what their use is. Cause full arcs aren't usually used in competitive at all because of the other options that you have at your disposal before you would pick them. And you're like, oh, I would run, you know, a bunch of phase ones, or I would run this and that, I would run three barks or something, I would do these before I would do that. But when you have this option in front of you because of a list, because of a battle force, 
I think that completely changes it. I think we might see full arcs a lot more with 501st. Oh, no, I agree. And I, you know, and I know this is a very specific situation, but I just want to throw out the idea of that two-pip, that tactical planning, that when you have a special forces or support unit, so uh-huh. again, talking about full arc unit, performs an attack against the unit with the face-up order token, shuffle that token back into its order pool. I know this is in a perfect scenario, but one full arc squad could put four tokens back in the pool. Because if they could hit them out the right way and they were at the right angle. Wow. <laughs> one, yep. One guy with yeah. a grenade, one heavy, one at the, with the range three blaster rifle, one with the range two blaster rifle. You only need four guys out of the five left in that squad. Obviously, you have to have the ranges and stuff down, but you could theor- theoretically put like an entire three pip back into the order pool without having to worry too much about it. It, like it, yeah. and it's it can be gross, and, and if you really did could. that, <laughs> if you did that to an opponent, you know they have their three pip. They got you know three orders out on troops. They're you know they, they want that order. Yep, they want that Imagine order control. It on droids, they don't get AI. They'd have to go AI. Yep, and you're just like no, Man. no. You just toss those back in there. What a shutdown. Yeah, so like you know, there's some really, and even if you don't put it on the full arcs, let's even talk about the supports. You have bark speeders that have that can shoot two that weapons. Have yeah. Yep. They shoot two different things. Like, and some of those can be done at very long range too. You think the arc troopers can have a range five gun that does that? You have the the supports that have a range four gun that can do that. So, like, you can be you can be uh, doing some really interesting order control stuff with that. Um, with that pip and those those elite art troopers, those full art trooper squads like you talked about. I think there's a lot of really interesting plays that you can pull off with this 501st. Um, and that's, you know, and we're not even talking about Anakin, right? Like, right. we're not even talking about the cool things that Anakin and Rex can do. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited to see some, some people who enjoy playing clones and, and do some really cool stuff with these special forces. Yeah, I agree. Just a quick little skirmish list put together. So since we did Anakin and the 800, I decided to go with Rex for the 500. Uh, so we got Captain Rex with aggressive tactics, up close and personal, and jetpack, because I love jetpack on Rex. Um, phase 2 clone with 5s in the extra body. Another Phase 2 clone with Z6 in the extra body. An arc trooper with just jetpacks, uh, no heavy. And then the ATRT with the laser cannon. Uh, 500 points exactly. And honestly, it's it's five activations, which in skirmish isn't that bad. And uh, I feel like this is all elite bodies who have come to come to the come to play. So it feels good. Yeah, and I absolutely love that upgrade on Rex. The up, up close, close and personal. personal, dude. It, that that upgrade was made for me. Okay. Oh yeah, made for Han, made for Rex. Like made it's for so, so yeah, made for Sabine. So Sabine so Han good specifically, and yeah, and yeah, Rex. And I'm like, these are three characters that I play so much. And <laughs> like, thank and you. And two so out much. of the, two out of the three of them have that jump ability too. Yep. Right? Like they, so they're just moving around and getting where they need to go. And Han's got steady. Yeah. So it's, I mean, they, like he's just they just go. <laughs> it's a very, very solid upgrade for these people with Gunslinger, and it's just yeah. going to make Rex just that much more survivable, because 
I, I've seen it time and time again where Rex just goes down from one bad turn, like one bad shot where they get, uh, you know, a big pool on you and you just don't roll very well and he just goes down. And so this is going to help him stay alive and mitigate some of that. I can't tell you how blessed I felt that morning when I saw that article and saw the, and saw that upgrade. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. This is the best. It's like Christmas. Christmas in, what was that, June? I don't know. Alright, Paul. So that's enough for the clones, I think. Where are we going next? Let's, let's, let's do Rebels. Alright. Saving the strongest battle force, arguably, for last. At least in my opinion. I feel like the, I feel like the Blizzard defense, or the Blizzard force is probably like the strongest one. But I, I think, I think both Rebels and Imperials have pretty, pretty good ones here. Alright, so let's run through Rebels with the Echo Base Defense Force. So, special rules. Field commander cannot be used. That's it. So, in army building, in the allowed units, Leia, or for these are commanders, Leia, Luke, Han, and the generic rebel officer. Operatives, Chewie, R2D2, and C3PO. So, no operative Luke. Because thematically, Luke was not Jedi Master at the Battle of Hoth, which is obviously what this is supposed to be. Uh, core, Rebel Veterans, and the Mark II Medium Blaster, and that's it. No regular core, no fleet troopers. Uh, support, FD, uh, Laser Cannon, and Tauntauns. Heavy, T-47 Airspeeder. Unique upgrades allowed, Wedge. And that's it. And that sounds pretty limited as far as what everything Rebels have at their disposal, but you can make some pretty scary stuff with that. Just look at these rank requirements. Commander and Operative. Each army must include one to four commander and operative units. At least one unit must be a commander. Core. Each army must include three to six core. Support. Each army must include one to four support. Heavy. Each army may include up to two heavies. So you'll notice that there are no special forces allowed in this. Uh, allowed at all. There are no special forces here. Uh, and then skirmish rank requirements. Commander and operative is must include one to three. Uh, at least one must be a commander. Core, each army must include two to four. That's standard. Support, must include one, but can be, have up to three. And then heavy, each army may include up to one. The command cards, we have the one pip, delaying tactics, one unit. At the end of the command phase, your opponent must choose one of their non-commander units that has a face supporter token, if able, and re return it to the order pool. Two pip, courage of the rebellion. Two units. Each friendly trooper unit that is issued in order with this card may recover. And three pip. Hold at any cost. Three core units. Each friendly core unit gains one aim token. Each friendly emplacement trooper gains one standby token. So, Paul, I know that you have a lovely, lovely hot list that you've been running thematically before these even came out uh, that I'm sure just makes your list that much better. What's your uh, What's your opinion of these command cards? Specifically, um, I I just gotta say that three pip. Oh, it's so juicy! <laughs> it's so so juicy. Um, I, I think the three pip <laughs> is honestly the best one out of them. Oh, for sure. And honestly, depending on your list, I don't even know if you're running a lot of these command cards because rebels have that thing called "We Love Our Heroes," and you're running lots of them, and they have really good command cards already. So, 
Yeah, I, and I and honestly, if you're not running emplacement troopers, uh, you probably don't even bring the three pip as well, right? Um, but in the list that I created that I've been using before, like you said, um, that that three pip is just going to be so so good in that list. Um, and so I like I think it's good. Um, I really like vets. I really like Mark twos. So like the the restrictions there aren't bad. Uh, the, the one thing that I wished a little bit that I, I would have seen in this one is the ability to take a, a third heavy, a third T47. <laughs> that would have been cool to have like, you know, a whole oh, formation of them flying around the board T47. together. Even if they like, they were like required you like one has to have wedge or something like that or, you know. That would be that would be cool little little thing to do. Well, but. take take us through your uh, sweet eight hundred point list, will you? Yeah. So um, this is slightly modified from the one I was running before uh, that we talked about probably what couple couple episodes ago now three sure. episodes or so. Um, very similar. So it's a Echo Base Defenders here with Luke Skywalker leading the way. It's got Luke. I have burst of speed. I have force reflexes. I have emergency stims on him. I have one Rebel Veteran Squad that has the Heavy and Situational Awareness. Then I have two Rebel Veteran Squads that have the Heavy, a Comms Technician, HQ Uplinks, Situational Awareness, and then I also gave them each prepared supplies for that extra dodge token. Um, then I have three Medium Blaster Troopers, the Mark IIs. And then I have three laser FD laser cannon teams, each of them with HQ uplink. And I, I put barrage generators on this one on in this list, but you could easily do the other one too. I don't know that I have a real preference um, one way or the other on those. And and that's the list. We got you know ten activations. We got a lightsaber user. We have. Uh, six emplacement troopers. So when you're looking at that three pip, right? Like, <laughs> yep. We're talking about six standby tokens to do all nothing. with sentinel. Yeah, all with sentinel, and then three of them also have aims. The Mark twos also just get aims as yep. well. And so I, I mean, this is. This list is going to have so many tokens. So here's one of the things that I did with this list before anyway with Luke and his uh, his two pip with all the HQ uplinks. Um, Luke's two pip. Uh, my ally is the force, right? It orders to two trooper units. So he orders to himself and the rebel vets without the the comms text with the HQ uplinks, right? And then he gives one to the medium blaster trooper. Then both other rebel vets with the HQ uplinks tap theirs, giving orders to them and the Mark twos that they're next to. All the laser cannons also pop all of their uplinks. Every unit in the army has an order token, and every unit in the army has at least one dodge token to start the turn before anything ever happens. And all the rebel vets have two dodge tokens on them. It's so good. It's so many dodge tokens, and that's just one turn. And then we talk about, you know, the three pip, which gives six standby tokens out, and then six aim tokens out. And these are all guns that have a long range, right? Like we have, 
the the medium blaster troopers um you know shooting at range three right like we have the we have the um rebel vet shooting at range three or range four even with their their heavy if you just want to get that little shot off right Mm -hmm. you get the laser cannon teams that can shoot at range five and then it's like if you do come close you have luke with burst of speed who can just come run into you and charge if you you know get a little too squirrely with getting in on these rebel vets so um this this list is just going to have so many tokens. Obviously, with situational awareness, these rebel vets are going to be utilizing their dodge tokens to you know their full potential every time. Um, with the extra prepared supplies on there, which you wouldn't have to have, you could drop the, the prepared supplies and give them. I really like. Um, uh, oh my god, what did I normally put on them? I normally put recon intel on them to move them up the board a little bit first. You could do that if you wanted to get in position to use like that three pip on turn one and really, you know, block your opponent off with tons of fire lanes. So, oh, yeah. like, uh, there, there's a lot of things that you could do to tweak this. You could drop loot down to a Han or Leia and then put another FD cannon in there if you wanted to. <laughs> Um, but then you're missing out on the Luke Skywalker two pip giving dodges to everybody. Um, True, you know play. Um, but that that's kind of my you know ground troop echo based defender list that is just gonna have so many tokens so often. Um, I, I honestly am running that three pip the echo based defenders and then the covering fire is the other one. So then another turn where. Yep. All of your friendly troopers are just passing out more dodge tokens. You know, keeping those Mark IIs alive just a little bit longer than they probably should be, and dodges, just dodges, making dodges. it yeah, just making it really annoying to get through these these white saves because you have so many dodges, and then you still have a, a very strong force user right that you can uh, utilize when you need to because you know Son of Skywalker is always very good. Yeah, I I love that list. I definitely want to try it out once I have all of that physically, uh, because at this time I don't. I have, like, one of every Echo defense, or, like, Hawk-based Rebel thing, uh, and I need more than that. So I, that's another reason I'm buying that box when it comes out. I, I will tell you, when I, I did it before the Echo-based defense came out, my opponent was like, wait a minute. How many dodges do you have? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of dodges. <laughs> Cause what, it's like two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen dodges before anything happens on that turn. Which and you scary. can, and you can still get more. Lots of times I was just like taking extra dodges with my units <laughs> and doing stuff. Or like, fire. Yeah, like, yep, Luke is taking a dodge with force reflexes, right? Just like, it's whatever. Um, no, it's, it's a fun list. So, so what did you come up with? Well, I made something that, that people have wanted to do since year one. So, and something I've been wanting to do since year one. So I made Falcon Crew, because with these new list restrictions, you are allowed to take zero to four, or one to four, commander slash operatives at least one being a commander. So one of the problems that we had for the longest times with this game was that Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie were all existing, but you couldn't run all four of them together because of the way list restrictions worked, and it was very sad. But now, with the new power of the Echo-based defenders, we can. 
So allow me to spin you a quick tale called Falcon Crew. It's nine activations, which is very sad for Rebels, but hear it out. Luke Skywalker with Force Push and Force Reflexes. Uh, Leia with Vigilance. Han Solo with Up Close and Personal. Chewbacca with no upgrades. Three Rebel Veterans with no upgrades. And two Tauntauns with Tenacity. You may play around with those cards a little bit, and you may play around with those units and upgrades a little bit, but that was what, that's something I'm very interested to try. I would love to get all four of those characters' boots on the ground and see how they go. And you know, three rebel veterans are there to play objective or, you know, be, be kind of bodies, be there for that reckless diversion play, for example, just to be there. Um, if, if I need it. And, then there's two Tauntauns, which, like, if if all four of those heroes weren't your scary threat that you were shooting down, now you've also got two Tauntauns with tenacity to deal with. You can't ignore those. So you're definitely diverting between the threat that is Luke Skywalker, Han and Chewie, and two Tauntauns as your main frontal, I'm attacking your front line, what are you going to do, forces. So that's three different avenues that you can't ignore. Uh, whichever one you ignore will mess you up. Uh, Leia with the three veterans is kind of more of a support thing. Uh, she's got vigilance. She'll be handing out dodges to those veterans or maybe to the heroes, depending on where they're at. And then uh, sticking with them and supporting those veterans so that they can uh, hopefully do some cool objective stuff or be able to do something. But yeah, so there's that. Um, and then for the skirmish list, I actually did something similar. And I'm really excited to try this list in uh, in skirmish. So I took the year one or two, whenever it was most popular, archetype. And Paul, I can't wait to get your uh, reaction to this. I made flyboys in skirmish. So okay, okay. I made, so I made Luke and Han in skirmish. So it's Luke Skywalker with force push and force reflexes. Han with up close and personal. Two rebel veterans with extra body. One Mark II, and then a laser cannon with the overcharge generator. I'm stupid excited. Like, can I just say how stupid excited I am to try Flyboys and Skirmish? Because that's never been possible before. <laughs> that's gonna be like Han in Skirmish is going to be really good with Steady. I mean, he already is. I have a Luke and or I have a Han and Chewie list that I already run in Skirmish. That's really scary. Oh, yeah, like, up close and personal with Han and Chewie is just gross because, you know, Han can essentially give out four dodges just by shooting. Yep. <laughs> it's just, like, that, that's, that kind of stuff. That's what I'm really excited about, the, the Echo-based uh, defenders and, and what they're doing with the, that kind of thematic side for Rebels specifically is the different upgrades that have come out, you know, these different um, cards and... Uh, force restrictions, requirements, uh, options that are available are really uh, lending to that heroes first kind of mentality uh, that the rebels have, right? Like the heroes are their big thing. The troops are there. They they get the job done, but really the heroes are what carry the day for rebels. Yeah. Um, and and we're really starting to see more of that. And like your list that you're you know bringing up here, is they're able to do some of those interesting hero things. Um, 
either on a grander scale, you're able to pair people who you couldn't fit them all together when they should thematically be able to be together, um, you know, or even at skirmish. Like, I, I don't know that I ever would have thought of trying to run something along the lines of, you know, like two big heroes like that in skirmish for rebels. Um, but here we are and running like Han and Luke together in skirmish seems really good. And honestly, it's the skirmish requirements for it are not even one to two. It's one to three. Yeah. You could do another one. If you could, I could put Chewie in there or Leia. Yeah. If I had the points, but at a certain point, it starts becoming not almost not worth it because I'm pretty sure I'd have to cut two of those core units, two of those three core units to really get it. Down, which at that point, well, and you need two, right? So and you, need you at have least to. Two. So yeah, I really don't know what. Then we start looking like the separatist invasion skirmish, where it's like, uh, is this gimmick worth it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to to try that list though uh, on skirmish to find a way to fit in Luke Han Chewie. Yeah, I and, think that'd be scary. But then you still have to fit in a support and two core, which they'd have to be like bare bones, naked, right? If you, yeah, if you could even do it. A, two naked vets and a, uh, like a generator FD. Yeah. And like, that's it. <laughs> you can't afford anything else. I mean, the other thing that you could do, right, is you could run, um, Haunt Leia and Chewie. And there would be so yeah. many tokens. That's true. You take so many tokens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot. <laughs> Which would be fun as well, right? Like, and you still have a, a Chewy to deal with, like a saber user or something for a little bit, especially if he's got dodges, right? Like, yeah. it's one it, that Pierce is good, but when it's up against nine health, and then he just dodges most of them, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> So, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously as a Rebel player, I'm most excited to try out those Rebel lists, but, um, yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like, I really Rebels, like it. Yeah, I feel, and I feel like, uh, so far, Rebels have the most diversity in options. Like, I came up with a list that has, you know, Luke and a bunch of emplacement troopers. You came up with a list that has more of the heroes. We haven't even talked about the list where we go double heavy T47 airspeeder. Or um, what everyone wants. Quad tons or quad tons, yeah. Like so, there's <laughs> there's plenty of variety in the echo based defenders, and that's where I think the rebels got like the better end of the deal with that so far, at least for for the three that we've talked about so far, right? Um, echo based defenders feels a, a little bit better just because it doesn't pigeonhole you into one thing quite as much. Um, you know, the the negative is going to be that you have to take. Uh, Rebel Vets and Mark IIs only, yep. and you have to take a support. But uh, that doesn't... That yeah, Rebel Vets are very good. Mark IIs are very good. Um, you know, taking one FD cannon isn't bad. Blocking off a, you know, a fire lane or whatever with a, you know, range 5 uh, FD cannon, not not bad at all. No, um, no. not a bad tax. Yeah, so, uh, again, they, it has a lot of variety. I think the Echo Base of Defenders is really good. I think we're going to see a lot of people um, coin with that one, at least. I think that one, we'll see that one more than the other two at this point, just because of the variety it gives. And like you said, the quadruple tons, that seems gross. When you can well, do something like yeah. loot quadruple tons. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Leia. Yeah. And get just, Leia to give all the dodges. Yeah. Seems really uh, good. 
So let me just quickly talk about this while we're in Rebels, but uh Battle Forces have made me realize one Battle Force that one day, 30 years in the future, we're going to get once all the you once all the units for it are out and I'm going to never want to play anything else, but it's going to be the rebels crew battle forces is how we're going to get them all on the table. It's the age old question that I've been asking since Sabine came out. How am I going to get Hera chopper Kanan Ezra Zeb and Sabine all in the same 800 point list. If I can only run up to two commanders and two operatives, like how am I going to do it? That's like six characters. How do I get them all in? I was like, Chopper can be a counterpart to Hera, sure, but that's still that's still too many. How do I do it? And now I think I figured it out. It'll be a battle force where they'll say you can take commander and operative units up to five of them or something, and then or maybe six. Maybe you'll be able to play them with Lando or something. But that's going to be like a very hero centric uh, command lit or uh, command battle force. I think that'll be a very hero-centric battle force that I'm very excited at the prospect of when I don't even know what four or five-sixths of that list even looks like because I don't know what those other characters look like yet. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's something... I don't know that they would do it, but they could do something as simple as you can run, you know, all six of them and you don't have to bring anything else. They would have to significant. See, I have to test out how the Falcon crew does against 800 points before I find out if that's like viable to just run six characters and nothing else. Because you've also you've got objectives where you need bodies. You know, if you only have sure. six activations, you're not going to do that well at say uh, hold these points where you need more unit leaders in base contact with this piece of terrain. It's like, well, I've got three objectives and I only have six things. So my opponent can just outbody me on objectives by having four unit leaders on one thing and killing. Oh, and you know, battles gone on. Kanan died. Zeb died. Now I've only got four units and two of them on each objective, or maybe best case scenario, three on the center, one on the back. And then you're easily outbodying me in the middle. So that's, there's, there's definitely a drawback there where if you only had, you know, the six units in an 800-point game, does not sound great for things like that. If they made the Battle Force balanced in such a way that it was viable to run at 800 points, that is something I'm super excited about. So that's my that's my quick that's my quick little plug of that, because I love Rebels so much. That's so should we move on to... The scariest of the forces. Yeah, let's get sweaty. <laughs> let's get sweaty and scary and talk about the Empire and their Blizzard Force. So, the Blizzard Force, if we haven't talked it up enough, is arguably the scariest one because of the place Empire's at right now. Uh, really good. And in my opinion, maybe the best command cards for what you're getting. Uh, for what you're doing. So, Blizzard Force... Uh, the only special rules that field commander can't be used. That's a hot trend. Um, the allowed units are Darth Vader for commander, Veers, and Imperial officer. Operative, Darth Vader. So you can run either Vader profile you prefer. Core units, snowtroopers, and zero to two stormtroopers. 
and there's also a new kind of Stormtrooper that you can use only for Blizzard Force, but we'll get to that in a moment. Support, uh, speeder bikes, and e-webs. Heavy, ATSD, and ATAT. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then unique upgrades allowed General Weiss, and that is it. Rank requirements, commander and operative. Each army must include one to two commander and operative units, at least one must be a commander. Core, each army must include three to six, that's normal. Support, each army must include one, but can have up to four support units. Heavy, each army may include up to two heavies. Uh, for skirmish, commander and operatives is must include one to two, at least one must be a commander. Core is two to four, support is one to three, and heavy is up to one. So the command cards are one pip, unrelenting force, two units. Enemy f- units cannot remove more than one suppression token during their rally step. Ugh, gross. Two pip, overwhelming barrage, two units. Once this round, at the end of the activation of a friendly commander unit, it may perform an attack using the following weapon. It's a big bomb. Or, it's a big artillery strike. Uh, four to line of sight, four black, surge to hit, blast, beam one, immune deflect, suppressive. Nasty. Three pip, debark for ground assault. Three units. Each friendly core trooper unit that is issued in order with this card gains spur. The weapons of friendly core trooper unit that is issued in order this turn gains suppressive. Very scary. So there's also a new profile allowed for stormtroopers that's only special issue to Blizzard Force. It may only be included in Blizzard Force. There is no other way army that you can use these stormtroopers. But they are called the Heavy Response Unit. They are three uh, three models for 30 points. They are the standard loadout as normal stormtroopers, except their only upgrades are two heavies. So the keyword uh, flexible response to this unit must equip two heavy upgrades. And obviously because of, excuse me, of the way that upgrades normally work on units, you cannot equip the same heavy twice because you can't have, say, two gear slots and put on recon intel on both of them normally. So in this case here, you're not able to put uh, the two, you're not able to put two uh, heavy Two of the same heavy. You can't put two DLTs, for example, um, or two HH-12s. So, yeah, that's the Blizzard Force. Um, Paul, what was your first response and your uh, your heavy response to this, your your (laughs) first reaction? Uh, I I think my first reaction looking at this is, why did no one else get new unit cards to put in their army. Why was it only Empire? <laughs> uh, that's that's my that's my first question. But um other than that, like some of these cards are um really good. And again, they all are are leaning into that Empire thing, right? That suppressive gun line. Yep. You know I'm gonna use my my big guns at long range and really make you feel the pain for it. And if you don't die from them, they're just going to continue to hinder you. And the, all of these cards have that in there, right? Like not being able to remove more than one suppression token. Both of the other things either give suppressive or, you know, like it's a weapon with suppressive for the two pip. It gives all of your trooper suppressive on their weapons. Um, it, like it again just seems really quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, like just even again, if we're talking about split firing, right? Like 
those two stormtrooper units that you can put in with two different heavies, you can split fire three different ways, each with suppressive. Yep. Like that. And that four suppression. Six suppression. Oh, you're right. With the, yeah, the two heavies and then the, yeah. Yeah. Six. Six suppression, one activation. And you can do that twice. Yep. And and that can be from range three, right? Like all of their guns are range three plus yep. on the stormtrooper. So they're putting some long range suppressive firepower down if they want to. And again, that might be pretty situational, right? Like you might might not want to do that against droids, right? You might not want to do that. First. Yeah, or, or against the five hundred first. So you might just ignore that, uh, you know, ignore the, you know, putting down the suppressive. But then you can also just change up and like I'm just gonna fire my two heavies in this unit, just focus fire into this thing and just put a ton of hits in, and see what I can do. Um, yeah, I it's interesting that you can. I mean, you you could pick either Darth Vader, right? Like so, you can go either way with that. I think that there's. Uh, a way to do a more mechanized, uh, you know, army here and do like a Veers or a generic Imperial officer and just do some ATSDs and speeder bikes. I think there's going to be people who love running those triple bikes. Uh, guess what? Well, now it's quadruple bikes. Not sure how they hold up in the cold, but you know, wh- whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I need to see the quadruple speeder bike list from you, Paul. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we'll I mean, see what it, that it, looks like. <laughs> I, I what I'll do is while I'll throw one together really quick while okay. you're uh, while you're going over your list and let you well, know what I come up with. Well, you should, I, I, you should hear the absolutely scary uh, suppression uh, potential from this list that Josh threw together for me, because that he leaned fully into how much suppression can I throw out. So this is Josh's Blizzard Force. Ten activations. Darth Vader with Force Reflexes, Saber Throw, and Burst of Speed. I think there, there's enough points here where maybe you could you could take one of those out and probably put Fear in there if you really wanted to go full into it. Uh, three Snowtroopers with Flames, Flamethrowers, Extra Bodies, and Recon Intel. Two Stormtroopers with HH-12s and T-21s, the Heavy Response Stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And four E-Webs with Barrage Generators. Wow. So that's 10x. And then the command cards, Vader's Might, Unrelenting, uh, all three of the um, Blizzard Force cards, plus Vader's Might, Fear and Dead Men, and Master of Evil. Lots of suppression. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, you're handing out so much suppression every turn. It's very scary. That's even before command cards. That is um, some scary stuff. Yeah, the I I cut it down to make a quick little skirmish uh, version of it. So I have Vader kitted the same way, a snowtrooper with a flamethrower, a naked snow, one stormtrooper heavy response with DLT and T21, and then two barrage generator e-webs, and that's a six-act scary-looking list with Vader in skirmish. So that's like I'm willing to try that. I think I need to get one more. Uh, one more snowtrooper to try it in real life, but uh, I'm willing to try that. I think it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, jeez. I think that like because of the place that Empire is at competitively, that this list 
that this arc that this battle force might have just hit a little bit harder than the rest of the factions, and that may or may not be true, depending on what we see uh, competitively coming out of battle forces in the next few months here, because events that are kicking off now. This isn't a release that we have to wait for is the cool thing, because all these cards are print and play, and all these units are already out. We can go right now. The day they drop, you could start playing Battle Forces, which I yeah. think is really cool. The thing that I'm interested to see is the ne- in the next few months is how competitively these Battle Forces take shape and where they hit the field. Uh, are these command cards and these different list-building restrictions going to be enough for them to dominate comp- or even hold water competitively? And I think Empire might have the potential to do that because of stuff like Josh's Blizzard Force that he put forth. Honestly, I am quaking in my boots to go up against that list because that sounds like Suppression City. I'm, I normally think I'm pretty much, I'm able to handle Suppression to a good extent. That would literally cut me down so much because of all the suppressive guns. You got four suppressive E-webs. You have the turn where you have the, the overwhelming barrage of the suppressives. You've got the, uh, unrelenting fire that can come right after the debark for ground assault turn. So you open with, like, debark for ground assault or overwhelming barrage. You play the other one turn, too, where you lay down all the suppressive fire and then follow it up with unrelenting fire. Now I can't Now I can't remove more than one suppression on my rally step, no matter what. Right. So now I'm terrified, literally. My, my, literally, my army's terrified. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. It's 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 scary to come up against. I think. Yeah, how many how many things could just run off the table before they get to do anything? I know. Like you, got, you almost have to spend your turn running to the middle just so you don't panic off the board. Yeah, and, and can you and do it fast enough with your units with the amount of suppression that they can put out exactly. that quickly? Like with that with that three pip right three pip. The uh, debark for ground assault, the one that gives yes. that suppressive. Yeah. yeah. And then Unrelenting yeah. Fire, the one that makes it slower to take them off. Right, yeah, if you go back-to-back with those, Disgusting. go three pip, then one pip, and you're just still putting out tons of firepower. And again, and the, if you're... And even the pips make it a perfect last first. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even the pips and, are in your favor. <laughs> and then you could even add, like, if you have STs with mortar launchers, you're shooting range four, you know... Yep. Gun. Like, they're full firepower at range four with the mortar launcher. Um, you know, just adding more suppression. It's like... Uh, that I is think, some scary, I think honestly, scary stuff. I think, honestly, if you have Vader, the play might be to do debark for ground assault and then Master of Evil. Or maybe the other way around. Actually, no, I think debark for ground assault and then Master of Evil where everyone in range, whatever, of Vader is getting three suppression tokens just at the start of the turn, and then play Unrelenting Fire next turn. Like, you are guaranteeing that stuff is going to be panicking that turn. Right. Well, I I mean, I guess that's the other thing, too. If you have all of those, I mean, we have that new... um, The new grenade. Oh, yeah. The new grenade, too. Yeah, yeah, Right? With suppressive... So that turn, they all get spur. You just, like, push forward as fast as you can with all of your troops with Vader, like, right there by him. And so they're not going to, you know, lose a bunch of, you know, 
efficiency or anything because he's just going to keep them all fighting and not running and all yep. of that, right? And then they're getting there faster with Spur, right? Yep. And then the faster they get in there, the faster they get to flamethrower you and then throw suppressive grenades at you. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> just a huge dice pool of black dice that have suppressive and tons of dice. And blast. You know, yeah, blast. Like, you know, we're talking about, we were talking about droids earlier, right? Can you get through enough bodies? Uh, guess can. what? This can. This yeah. can definitely do it. Uh, th- and that's the thing that's going to be interesting, too, is, like, some of these are just kind of like that rock, paper, scissors, right? Like, um, the all the droid bodies against all the rebel heroes, droid bodies are probably going to win that fight. <laughs> like, I don't know if the heroes can just chew through enough of them fast enough. Yep. But then those same droids come against all the flamethrower snow troopers of Vader. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it. <laughs> and so it's it's going to be interesting to see some of that, too, and, and and see how, like, they they interact with each other. But, man, and this one, again, like we talked about with the Rebels, has a little more variety. You, you can have this Vader and just tons of snowtroopers just marching up, right, and doing crazy stuff and just you know, take absorbing hits as they, as they come in. Um, and then uh, this is by no means a competitive list. Oh, let's hear it. I have, I have a nine activation blizzard force with general veers leading. Um, I still have some more points that I can put. I don't have any upgrades on veers yet, but it can mess around with some upgrades on veers. Um, if need be, but it has veers. It has one snow trooper with a flamer. It's got two of the storm troopers, with the T21s and the DLTs, like you had put, I mean, you could easily do like HH12s if you wanted to. That would save you a few points um, to do those. So your minimum of three troopers there, and then uh, it has four speeder bikes with uplinks and one ATST with the elite pilot mortar launcher, twin blaster cannon, and a link targeting array. And you know, you just have all kinds of firepower that's going to veers can sit back there with those two bombardment shots. I like it. While, while passing out aim tokens, you, he can also right use his uh, two pip to give out uh, a bunch of dodges for his, um, for his speeder bikes and that ATST. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have things like pin down where, um, you know, the uh, the speeder bikes could even be taking off two tokens each, right? Because they could yep. split fire they with their split. pistols and their, yeah. Uh, and on top of the, you know, the ATST can also take off a couple when it shoots. And again, you have that play if you want to with all the suppressive um, in there. We have that three pip, one pip if you want to play that. Uh, so you just have a lot of different options that you could do. And that's a more you know, vehicle heavy one. Yeah. You could even, you could even go further. You could get a 10th activation if you drop beers and, uh, and then you wouldn't really need the uplinks necessarily on the bikes if you didn't want to. Um, but you could drop beers down to just a officer, right. And put in a, another unit, a, a storm snow troopers, uh, in there. If you wanted to, you could even drop a couple of bikes and, Put in another ATST if you wanted to, yeah. and have two ATSTs, uh, like like a list that we just were talking about too. You could do Vader and just tons of snowtroopers, and 
and just go in there like that. You can you can mix the the new stormtroopers in. You can mix the snowtroopers in. You have access to all of these supports. You can do like the list that you talked about that has a bunch of e webs in it, which are very uh, very good platforms for the price that you pay on them. Oh yeah, um, that surge to crit. Really good. <laughs> uh, with surge to crit, and they're just and they're handing out suppressive, they're like suppressive each turn if you're setting it up right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so they're like again, this this Blizzard Force has a lot of options. You have the strong saber user. You have you know the the mid tier like kind of supporting character. You have the cheap commander. They have the, that really really strong. Stormtrooper unit. I I think it will be interesting if we see lists where people do not use those Stormtrooper units. I just think they're really good. Um, you know, just for those of you thinking about that, that, that Stormtrooper unit that you talked about that has uh, the, the two heavies, the T-21 and the DLT. In 72 them, points. 72 points. That's really that, good. That's like the price of a regular unit with one heavy. So and you're, and you're and you're hucking a really good dice pool with that. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. what? One, two, three, four, like seven white, two red, surge to hit with crit two and impact one. Right. Like yes, please. <laughs> and it, and honestly, if you just wanted the volume of fire, like if you just wanted to go with the biggest dice pool you could. For a few more points at 76 points, you replace the DLT with the RT-97C, yep. and now you're throwing 10 whites and a red, all surge to hit. Really good. It's just, it, and you have a couple, you have two crits, right? Or you can, yeah, you surge to crit uh, twice. You have critical two. Yep. Like, that's just a huge, 10 dice. You, you should roll one crit naturally. <laughs> at least. Right, at least with 10 dice. And then you have critical two. You should at least roll one surge with that. So even with that dice pool, you're you're looking at at least two crits. So even if you're shooting into heavy cover, even if you're shooting into armor, you still should get at least two. Like that, those units just feel very very good um, for what you have there. And I, I know that we were talking a little bit earlier. Um, one that I would probably run uh, as a kind of like uh, long range anti armor support unit is a DLT and an HH12. Yeah, range range four. You're rolling three black, two red, impact four. Your vehicle is toast. Yeah, like it's <laughs> just it's not a good day for vehicles that are coming up against that. And that's on top of having access to things like ATSTs if you want still. Yep. And then you still have Veers, right, who can pass out aim tokens to them easily. Uh, like, so there's just a lot of stuff going on with, you know, Empire in general, but then these Blizzard Force and the, the Stormtrooper unit that you can bring within here. Um, I, I will be interested to see what they do in, uh, in future Battle Forces with unique unit types like that, that... Um, you know, change up kind of what we're used to and give a little bit of an advantage, but, you know, take away some other things too, right? Stormtroopers are really good because they can have all those different upgrades on them if you want them, and you can use them in a bunch of different ways, whereas these Stormtroopers are exactly what 
you know, their title is, right? They're that like heavy, heavy response team, the heavy response unit, because they're bringing in the extra heavy guns. Yeah, I'm both excited and not excited to face off against the Blizzard force across the table. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Um, And and them having unhindered too is really good. Like they Mm -hmm. just gained a keyword for free. (laughs) Really good. Well, I think that was a good uh, splurge into each of these little things of Intel. I'm going to start setting up buyers so we can uh, pay for Gen Con. Um, Paul, you have a you have anything else you want to you want to talk about or tell us before we uh, before we wrap this one up here? No, I I think this is an exciting time for for Legion. Got to breathe some new life with obviously all the Shadow Collective stuff we talked about last time. In addition to all of these battle forces coming out, like we talked about, it's going to be a great time for new players to get involved in the game with these battle force boxes. Um, very, I mean, people have already done the math, but like you're saving like a hundred dollars, right? On like yeah, some of these boxes. Each. Yeah. Um, some of and it's this, it, it comes right off the tail end of introducing a new faction to the game. Right. Or like many sub factions, if you if you want to call it that. But like a whole new faction was added to the game. A whole new way to play every faction got added, and now we have a fundamental new way to run every faction as well. So that's yeah. crazy. Everyone, yeah, no matter who you are in Legion, you've got a new way to play. Oh yeah, there's a there's a lot of new there's a lot of room for like I said, new players to to join in right now. There's a lot of room for players who have had their stuff, you know, sitting on the shelf, maybe a faction sitting on the shelf because they just couldn't quite get into it, or um, maybe they haven't been playing for a while because they, they're waiting for this new stuff to come out. Like, this is the opportunity to get a lot of people to the table in a bunch of different ways than we've seen previously. And uh, I'm very excited to see what people come up with. And I'm I'm excited. Um, I, I didn't want to take on too much at Gen Con. I like, I've only been there once. This will be my second year, and I liked having plenty of time to just walk around and see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to do that too, but you better believe when Legion is running, I cannot wait to walk over and see who has what and the different themes of stuff that people come up with. And I'm sure there's going to be some people who are going to be doing some really cool paint schemes based on, you know, the, the blizzard force and, you know, the Hoth defenders and the five first. I've already already seen some people and I, and I, I can't remember the guy's name now, but I saw on the Legion uh, page that someone was making custom, uh, like, I don't know how many e-webs they had just lying around, but they were taking the standing gunner from this snow, tr- the snow trooper gunner from the e-web and modeling that as the pilot on the speeder bike and making Hoth themed speeder bikes. And they look I, really good. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I I'm, cannot wait to see some of the interesting stuff that people come up with. Yeah. When I get the, the Echo Base Defense Box. I'm definitely probably going to be painting all of it up Hoth themed just because just to fill that out. I've got the special edition Luke, so I need to I need to grow I need to grow up, get unscared, and paint that. But I've just been too scared to paint it. <laughs> and then I have a new Leia and a new Art and a new uh, Chewie will come in that box, so I'll I'll Hoth those up. 
and then you do a Hoff Han or something, and then yeah, I'm I'm I never saw a Hoff army like based and painted and everything on my horizon, but like now I now I see it. So that'll happen. <laughs> that'll be happening. And I guess uh the one thing that while you're talking about a Hoff theme like army and everything too, one thing that I do want to throw out there that I saw other people um talk about online is uh, that two-pip for the Hoth Defenders, or Echo-based Defenders there, that Courage of the Rebellion card, uh, seems to be confirming Han on Tauntaun. <laughs> oh my, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I would love it if they made, uh, like, a new profile or a new versions to put Han and or Luke on Taun. Uh Yes, I would love it. It'd be very goofy, and it would smell bad on the outside and the inside, but I would love it. Yeah, I would love to see stuff like that. I would also love to see, like, uh, an Echo Base Defenders upgrade card for a T-47 that is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that's another thing I've been waiting for is Pilot Luke and the T-47. That's what we need. Yeah, that, like, that kind of stuff. Just, there is so much room to add things, right? You know, for these Echo Base Defenders, you know, Han riding a Tauntaun. That that would easily be something that could only be run in Echo Base Defenders, right? Yeah, like, easily. And so those kinds of things, those kind of profiles, interesting things they could easily come out with um, and add to these battle forces. So right now we, you know, we're limited to what's available, but I, but they I can see, add to it and you flush them out. Yep, I absolutely see these as being living documents as the game goes on and yep. more things get added to the game and different units like we talked about, you know, Ahsoka and the 501st. It's, yep. it's coming, right? Like, yep. we're gonna get one at some point. It's just a matter of time. I, I honestly think that we will probably get a Han riding a Tauntaun, a Luke riding a Tauntaun, um, or a Luke pilot for a T-47. Um, you know, I think those things are coming. It's just going to be a matter of time before we see them. And so um, I- I'm excited to see the future of this game. I, like I said early on, there are other games that run these kind of um, thematic uh, kind of forces that you can run in in games and get benefits yep. for them, but they kind of limit you to a certain area of that theme, right? And it just works out so well um, in other games that I have played, and so I'm really excited to see that incorporated into Legion because I love Star Wars. Like, uh, I mean, this is this is a game that will be around, I think, for a very long time, and we're going to see a lot of very fun stuff. So uh, I'm excited to see what everybody comes up with. Definitely catch up with us some sometime at Gen Con if you're going. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like yeah, like you said, reach out to us, get some new cards. Uh, more than happy to to meet up with you sometime. I'm going all weekend long. I will Same. be there. I'm going to actually go in. I think on Tuesday night, and I'll be there all the way through you know Sunday. So um, definitely. Yeah. Definitely hit me up. I will. I'll walk around and meet with people. I'm not signed up for very many events. Like I said, I like to keep it open. So that's all. That's all I have. I think. Awesome. I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But just a quick little comment that I want to close out with. I really love the ability that these battle forces give you to kind of play through your favorite movie moment. I see all the potential for battle forces to be movie moments. 
you know, making the Falcon crew was one of the things that really, that, that's what made it click in my head was like make when I made the Falcon crew list, I was like, I can now play the game and it can feel like an original trilogy movie. You know, I have all the main characters now before it was like, you know, you had Luke and Leia maybe, and that was it. And it's like, well, you have the whole crew in the movies, you know, you know, but, you know, so like getting all those together, you know, a Clone Wars episode where you have Anakin and Rex in a list and you have all those elite clones in there, uh, you know, the invasion of Naboo, uh, you know, separatist invasion force. If you get, you know, Maul and the AATs and the hordes of battle droids and then, the, you know, the same thing, Battle of Hoth with, you know, Vader and Veers. I love that battle forces give you the opportunity to really play really play thematically a Star Wars movie moment. I think that's really cool. Anyway, and there's nothing, there's nothing stopping, right? Uh, We have these battle forces and there's nothing stopping us from scaling it up too, right? There's nothing stopping us from playing a 1600 point game where we just do the Hoth, you know, battle, oh, and you God. just have ATSTs and stormtroopers and snowtroopers everywhere as, you know, they walk into all the FD turrets and the T-47s flying across the battlefield, and, like, just, like you said, leads to so many cool movie moments that you can play, um, and I, like, I'm really excited for the Endor ones. I cannot wait for the Endor battle forces yep. and what they do there. Full commandos. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. The units that we saw get taken away from the Rebels here, right, we're going to see them in full force when yep. we get the Endor one. They're going to have probably kind of like the 501st do, have extra spots for the special yep. forces um, yep. and running those commandos, and yet you're I still going to be able to run all the heroes, right? Like, cause they mm-hmm. were all there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that commander operative number go up to five for that force, um, to have them all out on the table at the same time at, in Endor. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see things like Chewie running an ATST, like <laughs> on the rebel force, you know, and oh, the, that would the be model, so cool. The yeah. models there, all they would have to do is pop some cards in the box, right? And there you yep. go. You have a model that is already in play that you can run as the Rebel version if you wanted to. And it would be that easy to do and wouldn't have to be that big of a thing. So, like, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to be very cool with what they, you know, the design space that they have going here. And yep. very excited for all of that. We could probably talk forever about our you know, favorite movie moments and what we could do and, um, to, to plug a, a random channel. Um, if you guys haven't seen, uh, Zorp Zorp, um, and his, uh, like custom content that he has done, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, it's been a while since I watched it, but he goes through some like thematic, kind of campaign stuff with some like custom rules and some of the custom rules he has was like, uh, I think it was like Obi-Wan was riding in a bark speeder. Like he was in the passenger car. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. Like with Endor, for instance, you have a speeder bike with Luke and Leia on it, but at some point they can get off of the like speeder bike and you know, you can put that other model out there or or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think there's just so much room for them to, to go with these, these battle forces and the game in general. So I'm really excited to see 
what players come up with, what what they come up with in the future for this game, and just excited to see people getting to the table and, like you're saying, having fun having those those epic movie moments. How excited are you going to be the first time you run your Echo Base defend, Defender's Force and you come across someone who's running the, you know, Imperial uh, Blizzard, Blizzard Force? Force. Like, you're oh, just going to be like, yes, so this is so good. <laughs> so, and then you're yeah. going to be playing on a Tatooine table and then everything will be ruined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> Can we play on that one over there? Yeah, then you'll just have to, like, beg the T.O., please switch us to the Hoth board over there. Please, please, please. <laughs> uh, take a point, I swear. It's fine. Uh, no, uh, I'm very uh, excited. Uh, well, thanks a lot, Paul. I see the I see the hyperspace police right behind us now. They got their lights on. Uh, All right, I just wanted to get there a little sooner. Uh, well, this happens every time. All right, well. Guess we're going to have to stop it here and uh, talk to them. So uh, I'm just going to – I don't know how I'm going to exit this hyperspace lane and just pull over here, but I'll I'll figure it out. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening in today. And uh, definitely a little bit of a long one. We did a lot of theorizing, but if uh, if you're as interested in the new Battle Forces as we were, how can you blame us, you know? Hopefully we gave you some fun ideas to play with. Paul, I hope you had a great ride. Especially if I get my license taken away, it's probably going to be a shorter ride. But thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. I guess you weren't watching, but, yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm Ben Jetron. Awesome. And we're also about to get arrested. We'll see. Hopefully. Not if they don't search the ship. But go out and make today even better. Enjoy your battle forces, everyone. Have a good night.